Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. I have a very fun guest today. We are talking about her new book. She has quite a bit of power under her belt. And so her name is Angela D. Coleman. And before I bring Angela on, let me give you a little bit of background about Angela. And uh, Angela D. Coleman is a holistic health expert who founded the global nonprofit Sisterhood Agenda in 1994, and later the for-profit business Sisterhood Agenda Enterprises, LLC. Coleman is the author of more than 20 books, including Girl's Guide, How to Relax and Let Go, Girl's Guide, How to Be Like Michelle Obama, and Girl's Guide, How to Lose Weight Fast and Forever. She grew up in Newark, New Jersey, graduating cum laude from Princeton University with an an AB degree in psychology and African-American studies. Coleman later studied clinical psychology at Howard University, earned a degree in nonprofit management from Duke University, and received an MBA for, from the University of Phoenix. She holds certifications in trauma, psychological first aid, suicide prevention, and African holistic health. She divides her time between homes near Baltimore, Maryland, and St. John Virgin Islands. Can I come, please? Uh, please welcome Angela D. Coleman to the podcast. Thank you? you so much. Absolutely. This list of accolades and list of accomplishments is amazing. And thank so thank you for being here. And we're talking about your book, The Art of Chilling Out for Women, which we'll get into in a sec, which when um, your people came to, to pitch you for my show, I heard the name of the book and I was like, absolutely. We yeah. all need to learn how to do that. But before we do, I'm going to jump in and ask you, ask this to all of my guests, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Let's see. My favorite cookie is uh, chocolate chip cookies and the smell of baking chocolate chip cookies in the oven, coming home or coming into the door and smelling that smell. It's lovely. (laughs) It is. It's the best, right? Yeah. And kids come running and then there's nothing left, you know? Yes. And I like, I like them when they're, well, I used to like them when they were warm, but now as I've grown to be adult, I actually like them cold. <laughs> so you know, I don't like them cold. It's good. Yeah. yeah. You have to be really hot and gooey or cold. Or cold. Yeah. <laughs> cold and stale. But um, I'll just take whatever I can get after my kids get, get done. It's like, just leave one for me, you know? Um, so you have quite a few books out. You have quite a few degrees. And so you wrote, we're talking about the art of chilling out for women, which is a guidebook for looking inward and getting back to our center. And so tell us a little bit more about this book and does it differ from the others? Does it stay on the same type of theme that you write about? Well, I think all of my books are about holistic health in the very broad sense of mind, body, and spirit integration and emotional well-being, especially mental health. Um, 
promotion, you know, of positive mental health. But I think this book is absolutely different in that it's um, very comprehensive and it's designed specifically as like a self-development tool for women who are feeling like they're going through a lot. They've taken on a lot. Um, they're getting over their superwoman complex. They've had enough. They're like, they don't want to do that anymore. And they may be feeling some signs of burnout and want to shift and change into something different or embrace a different lifestyle. And the art of chilling out is saying, you can do that. You can chill out. You can learn the art of chilling out because a lot of us, it is something we have to learn and you can still be productive. You can show up for yourself and other people as a relaxed, kind person who has restored themselves and understands how to do that and understands how to take time and create space for the natural rhythm of life, which is periods of productivity mixed with periods of rest and restoration. So um, this book is much different, especially because I, I basically instruct people how to use the book, which I haven't had to do <laughs> with the mind, body and spirit sections. And also because it's over 100 um, ways to incorporate, you know, um, self-love and healing and learning and embracing the art of chilling out. It's different because each section has an affirmation and each section also has what I call a holistic prescription. And the holistic prescription includes uh, a call to action and ways to use mother nature, gemstones and feng shui to achieve the art of chilling out. Oh, I need all those things, I think. Mm -hmm. And I, I also, I think, especially with all the stigma with everything's at our fingertips, right? Social media, we compare, a lot of compared, comparison goes on. A lot of people strive to do it all and be able to juggle it. I get a lot of questions about like, how do you do it all? Because I take on a lot. I'm very productive, but sometimes it's, you take on so much, you don't know how. And if you flip that on its head where everyone feels like they're wanting to achieve the superwoman and doing all the things, the person that's already doing that, they wish they could just chill. They wish they could just not be so rigid or not be so, um, you know, set in their ways. And there's other stimuluses that come with that. I know that I was very um, rigid and try to keep everything very predictable because of what environment I was in with um, my marriage at the time. And now it's like creating my own space and being in charge. It's a very hard transition because it's like very calm and quiet and you're like very different, very new. So feels off, but it's mm -hmm. nice at the same time. And so learning to release some of that control and be okay with like a toy on the floor or something that could be done tomorrow. Right. So consistent with my writing usually is how to, like you mentioned, how to do it. So like um, with Girl's Guide and different books that we have for Girl's Guide, our newest one is how to cope with social media addiction. Oh. But then we have Girl's Guide, how to relax. We have Girl's Guide, you know, um, how to overcome 
your ACEs, your adverse childhood experiences. So um, most people do the things that they do. We all do the things that we do, often because that's what we were taught or that's what we have um, developed through our coping mechanisms. And we don't really know how to do it differently. It's just how we know how to do it. So the art of showing out for women is saying we can do this a lot differently. <laughs> it's saying we, we don't have to sacrifice anyone or anything <laughs> to do it, including ourselves. We can make ourselves a priority and a focus, and we can show up in ways that are healthy. And, and that impacts your home, your work, um, all of your personal relationships. Um, but most importantly, it impacts how you feel every day and also how you feel about yourself. So that's where the affirmations come in to replace a lot of the thoughts that we have in our minds because we talk to ourselves more than anyone else talks to us. And sometimes we talk ourselves right out of our blessings. We talk mm -hmm. ourselves right out of a good situation based on what may be something somebody said years ago. <laughs> it might, might not even be relevant at all to your life now or a belief or a value that you've held on to for far too long, even though it, it doesn't serve you now. So learning what does serve you. And um, part of that self-talk too is what creates a lot of worry and frustration. And that worry and that frustration and keeps you stressed out and in fight or flight mode is very detrimental to your health. It's detrimental to your body, to your mind and your spirit because you're not focusing on other things. You're not developing other things. You're dwelling and you're spiraling. So how do we get out of that? Well, it is my belief that learning the natural rhythm of life, all animals and creatures and even plants do it, <laughs> of how we can rest <laughs> and restore and rejuvenate and um, develop that time and that space because that time might be five seconds, right? And I want to emphasize too, this is not another thing yet that you're like supposed to do. <laughs> this isn't right, like right. another so thing you have another to, thing to, oh, I got to do another thing. Now, by incorporating these things every day, which is why the holistic prescriptions are really important because these are things that you can incorporate into your life every day, like, you know, petting your cat and walking your dog and going for a walk or breathing for five seconds, <laughs> you know, deep breathing. Or, and these are things that are part of just healthy habits in general. It's my hope that women will come to view these things the same way that we all view um, brushing our teeth or other healthy habits that we do, <laughs> that it's not exceptional, it's not unusual, it's socially accepted, and it's highly recommended. It should be. It should be. Um, and there are plenty of people that I talk to that I say, what are you doing? And they say, oh, I'm just chilling. I'm not doing anything. What's up? Okay. Then there are other people. Right. Very few of my female adult friends that I know are really busy professional people yeah. will have that response. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because like, I'm slammed what you need. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, or we'll say nothing, but we're in the middle of like three things. Yeah, we're or good. We're, I'm not doing anything. Right. But I gotta go. <laughs> or how are you? I'm fine when you're really stressed out. You know? right. um, so the point is to be honest with yourself, but also um, to create um, intention in your day intention and your movements, you know, uh, intention 
in um, your relationships so that you have time for visioning, for your cells literally to, to restore, for digestion, for all the things that are happening in your body that you're not having to be conscious and aware of, but that are required for optimal health. And manifesting, and I call it daydreaming, and creative visualization, those are all part of it too. Um, but that space of, of doing nothing, quote unquote, is such an important space where you're really doing something. You're taking a break yeah. in, your, in your day. You're dividing, diverting your attention from a task or from a routine or something that you feel like you have to do, but you're breaking it up and you're infusing it with a different type of energy because it's all energetic. So when you can break that up, even for a second, and look outside and be like, oh, that tree is really beautiful. Oh, look how, how green the grass is getting. Oh, the sun is out. Oh my gosh, look at, look at this. And, and hear a bird or look at the bird, bring roses, put them on your desk, the smell, the visual, it enhances your mood, it changes your mood, it shifts you. If you notice it, you've got to take time and to not take it for granted. You know, it's nature. So connecting to nature, nature therapy is really big in the art of chilling out for women because it's usually something that is accessible to most people, doesn't cost anything or that much. And um, it's something that we're often taking for granted, but we are nature and nature is us. And nature is like the epitome to me of, of feminine energy. Like it's just like massive, it's growing, it's flourishing, it changes and it's grounding. It's grounding to be able to connect to it. And so look, you know, going to the ocean, going to a lake, um, hiking, moving your body, a meditative walk, going around the block, getting up and stretching, getting your endorphins going, just really looking at those feel-good things, that breaks up that energy and that can keep you in a different type of space. And that's what's a little unique about this book too, is because I'm I'm looking at incorporating how you can incorporate the five elements of feng shui, you know, in your personal spaces at home or your workspaces and how just doing that makes a difference. Your environment- Huge difference. It makes a difference, right? <laughs> so yeah. aromatherapy, but clutter, incorporating the wood, the earth, the metal, the fire, the water, all those things are so key um, to be in balance, but we might not be aware of it. We might not realize it, but we do know how we feel when an environment feels really good and comfortable or when an environment you feel like it kind of brings you down or where there are a lot of neg negative people or a lot of negativity in other environments that feel very uplifting and very inspirational. Mm -hmm. So this is just being very intentional about that and, and doing it so that you can do these things and it doesn't, again, it's not the additional thing you have to do <laughs> in the day. Yeah, you're, you're weaving it in. Um, exactly. I had a, a guest on recently who said like, they always say to take like, just take your 10 minutes of your time, right? But everyone's like, I don't have 10 minutes or where am I gonna find that 10 minutes? It's, well, you have 10 one minute, like you have 10 minutes. So mm -hmm. take 10 one minute breathing mm -hmm. or just a minute or stop what you're doing. And like you said, go outside or, you know, so break it up into bite-sized pieces instead of like one big like chunk. And so that's a mindset change. That's a way of looking at it type situation. Mm -hmm. I wish that the feng shui thing is definitely a thing. I just moved into a new house and it's a new space. 
and I had lots of windows and lots of um, like beautiful view at my old house. And then now I'm in an office that's got four walls and these tiny windows above me. I can't see a brick wall and I feel very like enclosed and trying mm-hmm. to find a place for my desk. My mom would come in and she's like, every time I come in here, your desk is moved. I'm like, I can't find it. I can't right. figure it out. It's smaller. It's new. I want to feel comfortable because I have to sit in here pretty much the majority of my day. Mm-hmm. finally well, finding something that feels good and works so the artwork will help you if you don't have a good view out of your window or a big window artwork that depicts scenes of nature you know a forest um, um the ocean and lakes and greens flowers real flowers you know yeah. that really does help um to brighten really- your space in, I never, before this house, it's very different. It's, I'm doing, it's mine. So I get to make it mine. I don't have to worry about making anyone else happy other than my kids' rooms. And I've never in my life incorporated plants in my space. Mm-hmm. I just never had that opportunity. I, I always feel like I'm going to, you know, kill it. And it's so, so good I, for you. <laughs> oh, I know. It's great. So yeah. I at least started, I have um, a fake plant that brought green in and that really just brightened up my space and made me feel good, even though it's fake, but at least it's a start, but I'm Mm -hmm. now like, I need to get more of that into my space. I know that there's a benefit to having the real thing, Mm -hmm. but then it's like to me right now, where if you're conscious on where you are and the decisions you're making, it's, I know I'm not going to be able to take care of that thing. So I don't want to stress out about it. So for now it's fake. And then hopefully with intentions to make them real. Right. Well, you know, I would encourage plants like bamboo or very low maintenance plants that don't require a lot of attention, but that bring in the uh, wood element. And because believe it or not, plants are actually wood elements. The green color is helpful too, but um, they purify, they ground, they give you more stability. And so you would feel the difference (laughs) if you brought them in, you definitely would. All right. Well, I'll maybe grab a bamboo. I did have a bamboo plant once at once and I think I killed it, <laughs> but it was a long time ago. So I'm a new spot. My son's been, he's been taking care of his little plant from school and he's just, and he's was so afraid he was going to drown it and it, and it grew in front of him. And then he moved it outside. He was taking good care of it. So yeah. it's a really good lesson for kids too. Absolutely. But bamboo can just go in water, you know, you don't <laughs> So anything, so it can just it grow it can be rooted in water and that's it you just start placing the water every like two or three weeks and that's, <laughs> that's it and that's it just oh I water. can try that I'll keep yeah, absolutely please try that but um I just think it's so important for us to recognize because you had mentioned the 10 minutes and then breaking up the 10 minutes into increments of one minute or what have you and my my main question to someone who would say, I don't have 10 minutes to, to do this, or I don't have time to do this, is why don't you have time to do this? Mm. So looking at, and, and not in a judgmental way at all, no. but just looking at what you are doing during your day. And is everything that you're doing in your day a prioritization of your health? Is everything that you're doing in your day uplifting you bringing you joy bringing you increasing your mental health your spiritual health and your physical health and if you don't have things in your day at least one thing out of the whole day that's doing that I would encourage you to 
schedule and plan your time differently. And I say that because when you're first thinking about it and doing it, it might be something that you literally do have to schedule. You know, at this time, it could be part of your lunch break, or it can be the first thing we do when you get up in the morning, or it could be just something that you do every night um, where you make it a habit that I call a ritual, right? Which is just a practice, daily practice of doing something healthy for yourself. And that you're encouraged to stay in ritual because when you're able to stay in ritual, that's when you're going to see that lasting change. And you're also going to be able to adhere to whatever it is that you're doing that's helpful without a second thought. You know, it's just, it comes naturally. You might have to work on it at first and be more aware of it at first, but because it's so pleasing to you and your body and your mind and your spirit, that you're going to be encouraged. It's a start of a journey. And believe it or not, you're probably going to be doing so many more things than that. But if you start off with just the one thing in your day, um, then that's a, that's a great start. And that also shows that you're prioritizing yourself because it's like the oxygen mask. You have to put it on yourself first to help other people, including your children. You've got to be in a position in a space where you can give um, and in order to do that, that requires you to be healthy. Um, and that's to anything and anyone. So I would I would really encourage people to um, look at how how we look at time differently. It's not about time. It's about what you really want to do. It's about prioritizing the things that you think you should do and obligations that you may have and commitments that you might have and to make a commitment or recommit to yourself. Absolutely. And honoring yourself and honoring the commitments, just like at an appointment, because exactly. it with you because you can't keep giving up because then you will never feel filled. And then if you're never good, if you're not the best self, then you can't be the best for someone else. So, and if you're not looking out for you and your health, who else is looking out for you and your health? No one. It's it's really up to you. You have the power, and that's where the empowerment comes from. Is saying I have the power to to choose what I'm doing with my day every day. You have the power to choose who you engage with and who you don't engage with, or who's on your schedule, who's on your radar, the activities that you participate in, and something. Sure, you might feel more obligated to do, but all of our activities are choices. And sometimes we interpret one door closing and we get an emotional way about it when really, because we're stuck in our feelings about that one door closing, that we don't see all of these open doors that we're meant to be directed towards. Mm -hmm. And again, that does tend, you can miss your blessings that way and you don't want to. So yeah, you want to make sure you get all your blessings. And just like with children, how things pass, that we have to teach them how their emotions are something they feel now. You feel that way now, but you will not necessarily feel that way, you know, five minutes from now, 10 minutes from now, an hour from now, tomorrow. So we can feel our feelings, but that it's a transition. So transitional process where we can move through our feelings and also be able to let the old thing and the old feelings go so we can really look forward to and embracing the new. 
And so when you're able to relax and chill out, you're able to tap into that soul voice and tap into, I think, that process because you're not worried and and the fear doesn't take over you Mm -hmm. because you're in a state where you're not fight or flight. You're in a more um, relaxed and accommodating and open space. 100%. And thank you so much for sharing because it's, you are so knowledgeable about this and it's exactly what everyone wants to achieve. And so uh, before we, we end the episode, I would love an opportunity to send um, the listeners to you and where you they can find your book and you sure. so they can keep up with everything that you're doing. You've got quite a bit. It's amazing. You're an amazing woman. Oh, thank you so much. You too. Everybody is, everyone has their gifts. Um, if you want to learn more about me and uh, my books, and my work with Sisterhood Agenda. Um, you could go to AngelaDColeman.com. You can visit SisterhoodAgenda.com. Um, educating, supporting, empowering, empowering women and girls around the globe. And then we also have a lot of motivational and inspirational posts on uh, Sisterhood Agenda's Instagram. It's just at Sisterhood Agenda. And we also have a Facebook page and videos on YouTube. And I'd love to hear what your readers think. I'd love if they went to, um, they read The Art of Chilling Out for Women to give me their feedback. Absolutely. We always encourage that on this podcast to reach out, ask questions, give us feedback. If there's something we didn't hit, ask. And um, thank you so much for being here. And everyone can find all these links that she just listed in the show notes. I encourage everyone to go pick up a copy of The Art of Chilling Out for Women. I think we all could still use that mastery. And um, thank you, Angela, for helping all the women out there and and uh, continue to do what you're doing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Heather. I hope you thank have you. a great week. Oh, thank you. You too. And thanks for listening to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.